Welcome to this episode of Carpooling with Adam. This here is me, Adam. So, I was sitting listening to a conference call this morning, and some things I was hearing there and some thoughts I had are um, the impetus for this episode today. And I was, I think, well, here's what I thought, whether I was naive or not, I don't know. But I thought that the term, now, just I guess I ought to preface it a little bit because it's not necessarily what I, oh, my typical subject matter, but I work with software development teams, and so what I'm going to talk about today is regarding product management in the software world, okay? So basically, I was under the assumption that product owner and product manager as job titles or roles were the same, right? And I just assumed that anyone who was still called a product manager, it's because they were not into agile, scrum, all that stuff yet, right? So, but in the sense that once or once you go through, uh, I hate this term, agile transformation, but that's the term that's used then product managers become product owners. Well, not so, is what I found out today. And it's interesting though, that the difference, what the differences are, and I'll talk about that a little bit, and you know, this is um, my perspective, and, and doing this helps me think through it and clarify and articulate better and organize my thoughts so my perception is I think going to continue to evolve but I hadn't hit this point yet where to have that have that realization that even in software companies people don't see it that way so I'm currently working as a product owner because I've always loved the product development product management world but the distinction that the light bulb went on for me today was that mainly I think Product management, um, when you have product owners and product managers in the same company, in the same building, in the same office, it's, here's the distinction. It's, it seems to be at a real high level sense, and then I'll go deeper, is that product managers are still focused on businessy stuff. And the product owners are more closely tied to working directly with the development teams and, and giving them priority and direction, right? Now, I don't think that's necessarily ideal or probably the best approach because there's no reason a product owner and a product manager, they can't be the same person. I think that's a definition more imposed by the business, right? The assumption that I just need to own the the day-to-day -day work of the team and and help that and the, let other people in different capacities worry about more business businessy stuff is silly and and here's why you know because I watched and this isn't just unique to this my current role but a lot of slide decks a lot of numbers a lot of projections and 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 plans and things what I found was very interesting However, 
since I've changed my whole way of mindset and thinking of things, it should all still be focused around value creation, right? Creating something that customers are willing to pay for. And I follow a few, but unfortunately, I think the, there's the, the part of the reason that the, the distinction or the divide between product management and product owner functions exists is because there's a lot of effort and work around things that are not delivering value, okay? And so that's why you have this weird distinction. So in my mind, it really should not, there shouldn't be a difference. Um, but what I see a lot, and I don't just, I see this in on social media, um, I follow. I followed and read articles from product managers and people like that for a lot of years now, and it still has this this mindset out there. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot of product management people spend a lot of time grappling with businessy issues. Oh well, why don't we have the market penetration that we want and how big is our market and what do we, how do we need to adjust our marketing to to reach those different market segments that we haven't captured well enough or as well as we think we have yet and and uh, things like that and of that nature and they spend a lot of time dealing with that and a lot of time writing articles about responding to uh, interesting, intense conversations with CEOs or investors and other other people. And uh, to me, that says they're still hanging on to some stuff that really isn't isn't necessary. Now, anyone <clears throat> who I've heard argue that it is necessary, <clears throat> sorry, that's my very watered down Mountain Dew leftovers from this morning. <clears throat> They find the reasons I always see, read here, are having to do with, well, the business has this whole process or department or tracks this particular metric, and therefore it still has importance. <coughs> what I've always loved about Agile is importance is determined by value creation. So you can throw around all the numbers and, and things you want and continue to monitor legacy processes and things and you know keep those people employed even though none of it is actually contributing to the business delivering value to customers. Right? So is my my suggestion then or should the response to that be <coughs> <coughs> Jeez Louise, sorry. Set those people free? Well, no. If you can find other ways that they can contribute in the business, which I suspect a lot of the times there are, then great. But maybe they can focus on, find some other value creation things that they can focus on instead of spending a lot of time in these businessy things that don't really help the business anyway and a lot of the the numbers and the metrics and things that I see people tracking are just guesses right sometimes they're backing into 
oh, shoot, here's how things are. Let's back into an explanation of why they're that way. And maybe, in very worst case scenario, let's throw some buzzwords out there and some rudimentary terms. Or I love it when people quote business publications like Harvard Business Review or, or The Economist as though one article out of those magazines is suddenly now the expert on your business, but, you know, whatever. I mean, I, at least you're trying to study and educate yourself and understand things better. Um, but just a whole lot of churn, or or maybe it's um, to justify a certain group's function or existence. I mean, I'm sorry, it happens a lot, and people do mandates and presentations and things trying to demonstrate that they have value and it's like well if you have to really try hard to convince me or customers that there's value in that you should probably start questioning whether there really is value in there and what that is and that's the other thing is if you don't know what the value to your customers is or to your business but it's probably best not to put in the effort on those kinds of things now if you figure out down the road that yeah that really does have value great then that's when you start working on it but I see a lot of I've seen over my career a lot of money go into uh, things that aren't creating or delivering value and putting more time and money into them, effort, work, blood, sweat, and tears does not convert them into value creation, right? Oh, we've got this product that we really should sunset, but it at one point delivered value, so it must still, well, not necessarily the case. You have to, you have to take a real honest, hard, deep look at things. That is the only way to understand value it's the only way it's never going to be a superficial cursory glance at things will never answer that for you so and it's certainly and people get scared oh well that's the risk taking right you you make that investment to know whether it's worth further investment shooting from the hip and trying to take a guess uh, that's too risky riskier than it should be and your odds are decreased significantly of succeeding <coughs> so is the risk you take in business a good risk to take one with the least chance of success is that where you put all your money no even a gambler would not would tell you that's not it well maybe not I bet there's some people who like to always gamble on the biggest odds because the payouts big but I'm betting their wins are going to be less frequent and now we're down a gambling analogy rabbit hole that I didn't want to go down but then is the payout big enough it's infrequent, but it's big enough that it would make up or be more than more frequent wins. I don't know. I'd have to see actual numbers on that. But I don't know. Rabbit hole close on that. So 
how do you have my challenges? I bring these things up, and then it's I'm asked for, well, what's the solution? Ah, well, let's see. <laughs> Let me read a quick business article, come up with a presentation, and I'll I'll tell you. No, I want I want tangible, just tangible solutions. I want something that has an impact, that has value. If it, I I mean. You can look at value in terms of product, but I take that even further, and I, in my effort every day, where's gonna have the most value? And that's where I spend my time, and I spend less time or no time on things that are gonna hardly, aren't going to deliver value. Just because someone thinks they're important, well, that doesn't, define value in my book, right? And especially in large companies, you've always got somebody, not somebody, some buddies, lots of people with their own expectations, their own agenda. And then it's just, you're, you're, you're already misaligned there and it just doesn't, doesn't get better doesn't improve, doesn't bring you closer to creating or delivering value for you or for someone else. So, I don't know, maybe it's not clear if you're listening to this which camp I'm in. Um, to me, it's not about I'm trying to be an evangelist for agile, agile approaches. Um, I like the value-centric focus. I still think most companies who claim to be doing agile still have, they dance around that and never really get there or even don't even know that that's the end goal because there's some other agenda or something else that always gets in the way. So this isn't... uh, uh, an agile raw raw for me, but centering on value helps make a lot of decisions. It helps you make the right decisions, better decisions, and cuts out a lot of waste and unnecessary stuff that just doesn't doesn't help you get to where you should be. Um, sorry, I went down my my uh, my value path again interesting though but that's I guess that's my whole point is it keeps coming back to that all these different topics I like to talk about are someone who has taken at best a tangential course maybe touched the value thing but then gone off in some other direction as to people who miss it entirely and never never figure it out and as a result a whole bunch of other nonsense is driving people's efforts and not really helping with anything. Um, I would rather not be a traditional product manager where my focus is on a bunch of slides and numbers and somehow trying to convince people that those have meaning and are somehow a, a gauge on how we're doing and and performance and whatnot, and I, I know that's 
that's not how the majority of the business world operates, but I think that's the problem. And that's why the majority of people work at places and jobs that suck. Because if you really understand what you're trying to do and what's worthwhile, you do that. And to find a way to succeed at it, and that's what people want to do every day. Instead of, we've made up all this other nonsense and there's so much effort and so much focus that goes into them that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. If you're, if you're creating or delivering value and people are paying enough for it, that's enough. And you just keep doing that and keep doing it better and better and find other ways and other areas to do it in and build those and develop those up. And your decision-making and your efforts and your company organization and your culture are all focused around that. It really, really sympathize, or simplifies, simplifies things. <laughs> and you get better decisions and better process and, and better management of things. So they shouldn't be separate. And it's a, a red flag that something's wrong in your organization if those two roles are treated separately. Now, I think both sides can adopt the full... Well, I don't want to take that back. So, <coughs> excuse me. The people who are product owners... I think are less are the ones less likely to have problems moving into the product management areas and being able to help the business as a whole deliver better results, not just their respective development teams. Product managers who are focused on the traditional stuff, they don't make the transition. Uh, I've seen lots of them try and some almost get there but what usually happens is they tend to focus on other micro issues and micro things and let me give you an example of the two that I see the most often in the software world if you have a product manager who is in charge of software products but most of the time the direction they give is centered around it's two things it's either well we can't take away from them something they already have we can't take away functionality that they already have I'll talk about that one more and then the other one is well things need to be consistent and there's probably some other ones I'm forgetting of but those are the ones I, I've heard the most Okay, so let's talk about not taking away functionality from users that they have currently. Is that always a bad thing? No, it's not. I've seen a lot of improvements and a lot of new features introduced into software products that I've worked on that are more efficient, they perform better, they add more value to the end user, you want to make those changes. And if that means other things go away, then 
Of course you'd do that. So where's this notion that if functionality exists today, it's got to be there till the end of time? Well, that mean, that tells me you don't understand where the value in the software product is if you can't speak to it at that level and you're just freaking out if a button or a tab or a text field on some screen goes away and you have a heart attack over it and make a lot of waves. Um, I know right away you don't understand the value of the product you're supporting and I'm going to be less inclined to trust what you're telling me and the decisions you're making as far as prioritizing people's efforts and work. That's, I'm sorry, but you're way too disconnected. Now the other one, consistency. And this one's funny. Because <coughs> the easy one is, right, that the UI looks consistent, the same color scheme, the same style, the same design. Um, that's overrated. If one screen looks a little different than the next, it really doesn't matter. And uh, if two different forms have sort of a different style, again, that in and of itself is not a problem. But there are people who will grab onto that and they'll watchdog for that and that is their consistent contribution product-wise. And again, another sign to me that, well, okay, you're, you're too disconnected from your own product and don't understand the value, but you've latched onto this consistency thing and you're gonna guard dog that. It doesn't matter if the features and functionality, whether they're the same look or feel, or even, I even heard, I had an argument once with a coworker of, well, the icon should be the same. And I said, well, no, because you're in a different context and you're performing different operations with the data. So it's actually worse. If you make the icons the same, then the assumption is that, well, I must be able to do the same things I can on the other module with it. And you can't, so why? silly conversations to me but people are so adamant about these things and it's it's hard to hard to have those discussions because you're talking on two different wavelengths and I always looking at things of oh does this make things better for the users or not if not then who cares just doesn't those things are just overrated now if you're a a UI person or graphic designer, you're probably not in 100% agreement with me on that. And I do think there is some value to things having a good style and a good look and feel and that usability and functionality is similar where it should be. I'm not trying to entirely discount that, but that is not in and of itself creating or delivering value. You know what I mean? So that's not, shouldn't be your only platform and certainly should not be the platform you always die on. I think you have to have both. I think you have to have good design and, and that is certainly important. But if your good design doesn't deliver value, it doesn't matter. So make sure you know where the value is first and then those other things, while are important, are not probably not number one or number two and again if you think they're number one then I think you're missing the whole picture
and probably don't have a good enough handle yet on um, the value that you're creating or delivering. I mean, those are at least some of the gauges I use. Um, maybe they're helpful in your context. Maybe they're not, but that's at least what I found. Anyways, that's probably enough for this episode. Um, again, sorry for the coughing. I'm on fighting my second round or the resurgent of my initial round of pneumonia, so that doesn't help. But again, you all know that was a problem before. <laughs> so I can't get away with that as an excuse. <clears throat> but I just feel bad because this is an audio thing that's the last thing you want but it's real right I'm in the car I'm heading home it's it's authentic right nothing doctored up just me talking into the phone sitting on my knee and making the commute go way better so thanks for that I'm glad I have this chance and have something to do to help the droning monotonous drive home be a little better and a little quicker anyways I gotta get home and do fun stuff like clean the bunny cage woohoo <laughs> alright hope you found this helpful or <clears throat> the conversation at least insightful as uh, I did learning some, uh, seeing a new perspective and, and being able to talk and think through that uh, like I said I enjoy, I've said before I enjoy that have a good day and we'll see you soon.